Welcome to Studio Wednesday's Recap Diaries. My name is Katie, and today I'm recapping Dylan's story. We'll call this story The Good Button, a first lesbian experience. And we're going to start this story at the end. The punchline is Dylan now dates women. But just how did she get here? Let's go back to college, to Act 1. If I had met Dylan in college, I would have referred to her as, ugh, there's one of those athlete girls, but let's be real. While us non-athletes would get bothered by them showing up to class late or getting privileges like taking a final on a different date because it clashed with an important tournament, people like Dylan were way too busy to even notice us. Her schedule was basically this, sport, 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 study, 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 have one week off when the season is over, and then start training again. What I'm trying to say is, Dylan's life was sports, and whoever was in her life was also an athlete. Towards the end of college, Dylan became really close friends with a transfer student, Linda. Linda played a different sport, but was in the same apartments as her. Their rooms were close by, their practices were at the same time, and, oh yeah, one important detail, all of their friends were the same. So that means that they got drunk at the same parties. After season, of course. The other important note about Dylan is that at this point in her life, she'd never considered having sex or dating a woman. In Dylan's mind, she was focused on being an athlete first and then having sex with men second. And sometimes a relationship would slip in here or there. And the sex was fine. So the thought of exploring women never really crossed her mind or not as a serious option anyway. And as Dylan said to me, it wasn't that the thought of dating women was like off limits. I mean, I was a college athlete, so of course there were lesbians around. It was just something that I never thought of or had time to think of, I guess. One evening, Dylan and Linda and all of their athlete buddies went to a party down the street at the boys' college because they had the best parties, of course probably due to the fact that they had to overcompensate for being an old-school university that had regulations on what gender could attend, but that's neither here nor there. This party in particular was a foam party. Now me, personally, I've never been to a foam party, but it sounds like one of those perfectly gross situations where your shoes are sledged with beer and old soap, but you're drunk enough to find it incredibly sexy. Plus, t-shirts getting soaked through? I mean, come on. What college fantasy doesn't include that? After a few shots of whiskey, Dylan mentions that she needs to go to the bathroom and Linda follows. Of course, we all know this is a lesbian move everywhere, but innocent Dylan apparently had no clue. They were just close friends after all, and it's girl code to go to the bathroom in pairs, right? After they both use the toilet, Dylan looks in the mirror, laughing about how soaking wet she is, and Linda shuts the door, turns the lock, and flips the light switch off, and their lips touch. As Dylan puts it, that was her first lady kiss. And even though she admitted she was confused and had no idea that Linda liked her, she knew it was hot. There was a slight tingle deep inside, untraceable to the human eye, but why? Was it the soaking wet t-shirts? The dominant way Linda pushed her against the wall? A woman's body pressed against hers? Or was it Linda in particular? Or perhaps was it just the perfect amount of whiskey? As Dylan was an athlete, after all, she wasn't one to drop things. 
she was going to see this through and really figure out what was happening here. A few days after that wet and wild night, Dylan invited Linda over, but this time as more than a friend. And things started progressing. But the idea of actually having sex with a woman was too much at the moment. So Dylan had to break it to Linda that she didn't feel like she could go any further, and their relationship reverted to back where it started, as friends. Dylan decided that it was safer to stick with the plan that she already had in her head, keep pursuing men. Even though there was something exciting happening, the time wasn't quite right for her to explore it. It wasn't until a few years later, after Dylan had moved across the country to start a new life, surrounded by friends that had become a family, who were open in exploring their own sexualities, that Dylan explored hers. All right, are you ready? It's time for Act 2. Act 2's main scene happens through the course of one night. This night in particular, one of Dylan's friends was hosting a birthday party at a bar, and Dylan decided that she was going to be the beer goddess. Every time the group needed another round, Dylan was at the bar making these wishes come true. More than just pleasing her friend, there was a very hot bartender who had curiously grabbed Dylan's attention, and who always happened to be free when Dylan needed help. Chelsea was the essence of I don't give a fuck. She had a calm, confident manner about her, lips that looked soft like they had stories to tell, and eyes that somehow smiled, her gauges and septum piercing saying, I just bartend to support the art I make, and the veins on her forearms letting Dylan know that she too was once an athlete. Dylan was hooked. The little tingle inside of her she once felt was back, and this time she would let it stay. And over the course of the umpteen rounds of beer she got from Chelsea, a spark had developed between them. As the party wrapped up and the bar began to close down, Dylan said goodbye to her friends and decided that she would hang around and help Chelsea close up, sweeping the floors and chatting about their lives. As Chelsea locked up the bar, she didn't want the night to end, and like every good hospitality worker, she knew a bar that was open late. You know, the one where every restaurant and bar worker goes after their place shuts down. Bringing Dylan along, they sat with Chelsea's friends and colleagues shooting the shit about the evening. Dylan and Chelsea sharing a cigarette as last call is yelled. They lock eyes and kiss. With only two options left, end the night here or go to Chelsea's house, Dylan decided that she wasn't quite tired yet. At Chelsea's house, things started heating up, and Dylan was confronted with the same thought that she had years earlier with Linda. Instead, this time, she leaned in and let herself fully let that tingle come to the surface. Finally, exploring sex with a woman. And much like Linda, Chelsea couldn't help herself and pinned Dylan down on the bed. As they started to undress each other and got down to their underwear, Chelsea handcuffed Dylan to the metal bed frame and straddled her, allowing Dylan to have no distractions. Her only task was to lay comfortably, feeling the weight of Chelsea on her hips, and watch as she took her bra off, exposing her nipple rings. Chelsea put her arms forward, holding onto the bed frame next to Dylan's hand, holding herself up and inviting Dylan to lick them, sparking Dylan's new love of titties. Chelsea started to finger Dylan, grinding at the same time, releasing Dylan's handcuffs, and the two of them moved towards orgasm slowly and with intention. 
something Dylan had never had with a man. Dylan felt valued, felt like there was purpose in every move. No rush, just pleasure and selfless touch. That night, Dylan ate a woman out for the first time. I asked her if she was nervous and she said, no, not really. I just thought, how can it be different than a dick? I have a vagina. I know what good feels like. And as I was feeling around, I thought, hmm, that looks like a good button to push. And push Dylan did. I guess in some ways, it wasn't different than a dick. But in many ways, it was completely different than sex with a straight man. Dylan mentioned that experiencing the other person orgasm, both as women, was more meaningful. It was more meaningful to come. Both working towards the same goal, simply erotic and simply pleasurable. For the next few months, Dylan and Chelsea dated, closing down the bar together, ending the nights handcuffed to the bed, coming with intention. And finally, the end, the punchline we already knew. Dylan now dates women. Though, in Dylan's words, she isn't focused much on gender or body parts per se. And since Chelsea, she's dated a handful of people, not confined to one gender or body part, allowing herself to explore that little tingle with whoever put it there to begin with. But in the end, it's really that button she keeps coming back to press. All right, this has been Studio Wednesday's Recap Diaries. Thank you for listening to Dylan's story today, The Good Button, A First Lesbian Experience. And thank you so much to Dylan for allowing me to tell this story. As you know, season three is all about recapping your stories, your stories about dating and sometimes self-discovery. Once a week, I will have a new episode, a new story recapped. Make sure you subscribe or follow to get notified and rate and leave a comment. That would really help me out. If you want to learn more about Studio Wednesday or get in touch about bringing your story to life, check out studio-wednesday.com and follow on Instagram or TikTok at Recap Diaries to look at me being an idiot. That's all for now. Chat soon. XOXO, Katie.